The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. I could be anyone yeah, right now. Yeah. I could be a chuggy with a learner's license. <laughs> Lane Brown would be so mad. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Nah. <laughs> go, go, go. Welcome to The Real Pod in real life. My name's Jane Yee. Duncan Grieve joins me here in the studio as does... The prodigal daughter returned, Alex Casey. Hello. It's so good to be here. Try speaking into the mic. What do you mean? It's all facing oh, sorry. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It it's been a while. <laughs> what is that? Stained. stained. Yeah. <laughs> Without an E. Zurich is stained also. That's a pavement reference. I'm going to pavement tonight. You're going to Harry Styles tonight. What a, Harry what a Styles big, pavement. Like, what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm not doing either. I'm, I'm sort of the weird person that's uh, somewhere between those two. Like yeah. I'm Clifton Twain. There's a very small subset of us that would be like, which one to go to? And I'm going to neither because I have children. But I am going to My Chemical Romance on Saturday with Ooh. both of you. And what a happy time it will be. If you see us, because I know some corns will be there, come say hi. Or come uh, say... Uh, emoticorns? Emoted corn, stop it. But come come and say, uh, I'm a corny, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. we should have a tent. <laughs> have, I, have I been on this podcast since I did my, um, I, I, did, I went to Abel and did like a speaking engagement and it was like, it was festooned with corn. So mm. Abel is, just to give a bit of context, they do accessibility for screen production stuff. Truly the Lord Jesus's work. And there were just so many cornies there. I got a photo with them. It was just the loveliest time. Were they there naturally or were they there because they knew? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> naturally like, are they occurring who, or were they GMO corn? Were they, <laughs> did they get wind of this thing that was happening at Able and come along or are they Able? No, they're Able they're Able affiliated. Able, and was there corns. anyone who was That's not a corn? Like, you know, who was just standing to the side of that photo? Or was that the entire gang? No, there's like 40 people who work there, but um, there were like, Six corns. That's quite a that's high penetration. Okay, I feel like there's a lead corn there that filtered out the pod to the others. You know? Maybe. Sophie Jones set the whole thing up and she's definitely a corn. But I, uh, they honestly felt like they were deep corns. They knew all the all the, the lore. Don't like jelly and all that? <laughs> I don't know about don't like jelly. <laughs> on jelly, actually. It's a deep corn. <laughs> Patrick Gower on jelly. <laughs> Um, I have to air out my dad straight away. He just did something really funny. My dad's been down for a few days. He'll be listening to this in the dead of the night, probably having a panic attack right now. Um, He was going to bring us some chutneys. He makes a lot of chutneys. But he didn't bring them because he thought the security would think they were bomb jelly. Oh, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) 
Yes, with bomb jelly. Just no. try. He needs to Do taste a little. Stuff. He needs to be like the, the guys at the supermarket with the little tasters, and he'd be like, "Just try it." Definitely not yeah. bomb jelly. <laughs> All the way down security. That feels like just someone in your family thing to do. Yeah, you wonder why I am the way that I am. <laughs> we actually don't. Um, for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, we were reference cornies. Uh, they are members of the Real Pod Corner. You can find a link to that on. It's a, a Facebook group. We are fans of the pod gather and talk about all sorts and you can find a link in the show notes. There's also a link to our Discord where we do all sorts of chatting about all sorts of things. Uh, a lot of live watches. Uh, it was very active during the Treasure Island days that are now behind us. Celebrities dwell though. Celebrities will dwell. They, will they stay? Well, I think Maddie McLean was so excited by all the action in the cornfield that he uh, he's sworn that he will be back every season of Treasure Island to chat it because he is obviously a big fan of the the franchise. Uh, Cam Mansell's been in there and I did promise him I would make an effort to pronounce his name right for going forth and mm-hmm. um, and so I've done that, which is nice. Uh, who else is in there? A few people from, you know, a few of the fans who are not, I guess, technically. Oh, the fans. <laughs> is Wardy in there? Wardy's not, but Adam's in there. Katie's oh. in there. Uh, yeah, so, you know, get in and have a, have a good old time, okay? In the show notes are where the links are. This is your reality TV recap podcast. But it's a, but so a real exciting. It's I'm so sorry. Exciting. It's so exciting to be back together. You are beaming. I'm buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think we need to start off with some old school real news now Let's that we're it. back to just recapping one show a week. Leading the real news, the Northland Police have posted to their Facebook a cat. <laughs> a cute, dumb cat. Uh, it was pitch black when loud banging and clanging could be heard outside a Northland home about 10.45 last night. The suspicious activity prompted a call to police. They arrived to find a cat with its head stuck in a very old school little aluminium teapot um, <laughs> having a hell of a time. Hell of a time. Because it'll be hyper caffeinated. just absolutely <laughs> clanging about. Oh the poor, poor cat. Poor Big cat. body, tiny head. I love to see that. Yeah, yeah there's I a mean, real Harry McClary quality to the story. <laughs> I think that's true of most cats. It's just we don't often see their head wedged inside a, uh, a teapot. No. Um, but if you want to see that, go have a look at the, the Northland Police Facebook page, uh, they, they used to, to be fair, it was a, pr- a pretty easy, um, a, a bit of a gimme of a pun. Uh, they The cat was carefully extracted from the teapot without any catastrophe. Very and nice. it off into the night uninjured. I don't love it when the cops do puns. <laughs> should be illegal. That, that should be the yeah, one thing. Yeah, I assume that. they have diplomatic immunity for everything <laughs> else, so that should be the one thing they can't do. <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> I don't know what diplomatic it is. <laughs> I quite like this, like all cops. That doesn't well, seem Well, they get fraught. free McDonald's. <laughs> That's crazy. And but KFC. Are they still allowed that? What? I think so. I'm pretty sure there's like an unspeaking rule. If, if this, unspeaking? This is... <laughs> wow. She goes to Christchurch for three weeks. It's all right. She's got, I'm lost she's got Christchurch immunity. <laughs> um, the the uh, cops, firefighters and co get free chippies and stuff. And sort of pop culture journal. Okay, how, how is Cam Mansell not signing up to newcops.com, you know, to get those free nuggets? To get the nuggets. Mm. And maybe you didn't know. Maybe he It's know. a lovely story, that one. Uh, I would like to tell you a story about me on the weekend. I went to a sports game. Wow. So, wow. Went to the Breakers. It's been 10 years since I've been to a Breakers game. 
uh, and I was back in the back in the arena, baby. I watched oh that on the God. TV. Yeah, it was a really bad game, and it's my fault. It was a terrible game. I jinxed it. The Friday game was fantastical. This I, one, not so much. I, I jinxed it real bad. So um, just by being there, that's first start. But secondly, I just I absolutely real. I was so excited because I was going with my. Best mates who are from Australia, they're returning to Australia this very day that we're talking on the microphones. Um, so it was my last catch up with them, and I was really excited about getting. Are they Sydney siders? They're Sydney siders. Oh no! Well, they're Aucklanders. Yeah, but well, who, who live in the, Sydney? Who, were they supporting the Kings or the Breakers? No, they've got Tommy Abercrombie's brother. If you don't mind, they're definitely supporting the Breakers. Just drop that in there. Wow! Yeah. So Hayden, Hayden, and, and yeah. Finch. No, no, no. No, no, not that's. That was really good. good. You should try to sign up to the, the so cops, uh, social media page. It's the delivery is particularly <laughs> a real halting. Like, am I doing this delivery? Anyway, the thing I was most excited about was just hanging with my mates and getting some yum arena food. Okay, so we, at one point we went and got beers and things. How good! And uh, I was in charge of carrying the beers, and as I was carrying the drinks and I was pulling them away from the server, I said, "I don't know if I'm the right person to be carrying." Oh! No. Immediately, no. No. knocked no. the tray, and like half a beer spilled out all over the place, all over the oh, floor. Oh, just half? Yeah, no, it's, it's not too bad. And then she was like, "Give that back to me and put kitty lids on them." Yeah. <laughs> I also ordered fries and uh, and tenders, went to take my seat and just dropped the whole lot on the floor. No. no. Are they still good or did you are they not still good? Well, Hayden kindly ate one right off the floor there and then gave me one of his ones as a make good. Um, one chippy tender, or tender. Tender. Oh, it's, and then we sort of yeah. shared the chippy. So that was very, very kind. Um But I just, I real potted the thing I was most excited about. And, and so you think your energy... My energy was picked up by oh, the breakers. Yeah. <laughs> there were many, many tens of thousands of people there, and I fucked it. Yeah. Also, you, you, we got you loaded. You said that you jinxed it, which, yeah. and I just can't stop thinking about the HBO program, The Jinx, and imagining you yeah, in the burping. title role. Yeah, I was just burping your way <laughs> <In> the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just confessing to <laughs> I killed the game. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the chips. We also went to a place everywhere was like absolutely stacked beforehand, right, with people who were going to the game, all the pubs and so on. We found a place that didn't have many people in it, terrible sign, uh, ordered some loaded fries, and they were just like shoestrings, not quite fully cooked, with a squirt of mayonnaise on top and a drizzle of like pre-grated Eating and oh, no, not melted. Fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars. Oh dear, fifteen dollars is a funny price to complain about <laughs> Mary, in twenty twenty three. Mary, a piece of bacon, not even sour cream. Just it was, it was a just a shocking night <laughs> yeah, for but, food. Hey, you get a table, quick smart. <laughs> Run, don't walk. Uh, Alex, tell us about your plane journey up here. Oh, well, I got up at five a.m. this morning to catch a lovely flight here. You know, much like Dan, I have traversed waterfalls, <laughs> climbed mountains, etc., to make it here today. Um, the airport was great. It was full of teenagers dressed for Harry Styles already at 5 a.m., fluffy cowboy hats, outfits, the whole thing. Um, and I was very tired and I was very distracted by everything that was going on. I was sitting in 29C, the very back of the plane. I didn't realize they had two different entrances for the front and the back, so I just followed everyone to the front. And the air, the air, the air attendant was the right word now. <laughs> Flight attendant was like the crew, the cabin crew. Like, oh, <laughs> you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a tough time. You're gonna have a tough time with this. And I was like, what? And then I looked down the aisle. Was like, no, just hundreds of people coming my way. I was going against the tide. 
And you know when you get on a plane, for a moment in time, you are the most famous person on the plane. Mm. You know, if you're walking down the mm. aisle, all eyes on you. <laughs> Same as if you get on a bus. <laughs> this is how I think about it. Wow, write this down. <laughs> this is good content. So it's all eyes on me and I was like, I've got to give these people something. <laughs> oh, no. No. What I've got to give these people past? something because they were all like, oh, my God, look at this idiot going against the tide, all the traffic trying to get past everybody. And I just went... Early mornings, am I right? No! <laughs> yeah, I mean, early mornings, am I right? And then I kind of waited for three or four rows and then did it again! <laughs> yeah, because you've got a new crowd, right? They didn't hear the first delivery. So, so you were, you're essentially on tour, much like Harry Styles. <laughs> it's a private, you know when they used to do those gigs? And you're in a new gigs. location and you just got to do the, the, yeah. the, the, put the show on again. Those how gigs they we, do in the sky. doing? <laughs> Thanks you all for coming out tonight. Oh, um, it was like the last time I flew to Auckland, which was just after the floods. And so there was all these like um, like urban search and rescue and first responders on the plane. And there was a row of them sitting in the emergency exit. And oh, I, was no. like, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Here we go. And I was like, great to know we've got you guys there. And the guy was like, what? Is this your seat? And I was like, no, no, just great to know we got, good to know we got you guys there. Got the right like, people oh, in the right seat. Okay. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> I just need to stop the plane comedy. No. Nobody needs it. No. Nobody needs it. Uh, Not we, at 5 a.m. We need it, and I think everyone listening to this. <laughs> I just can't imagine you doing that. Is that new for you? I don't know. I just feel this. I can't imagine her doing anything I want to just. This. I want to just relieve no, the, the tension. the first responders thing is really. Well, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, it, it was. Because I was like, they're going to be something being like, this is classic. We're in the emergency row. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is that not classic? That is classic. It's classic, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong Maybe with Maybe it's to be more of like a, a Seinfeld-y observational bit that you do from the stage, you mm. know? And I said, and then they said, no. Yeah. That's anyway, good stuff, though. It's good we'll for a podcast. We should do a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Anything, anything happen uh, from seat 1A for you, Duncan? I went 1A to Christchurch and... From Christchurch. Yeah. Yes. You were 29C, Alex? 29C Jetstar. Yeah. Uh, you're Elite Gold. Aaron Z, is that right? Elite Patriarchy. Partner. In... Elite Gold Partner. <laughs> I am my dad's yeah. wife. It's fine. <laughs> I'm my ex-husband's <laughs> wife. <laughs> I think mine's... I'm Elite Partner too. They're both pretty bad, eh? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just went to Christchurch, drank 20 whiskeys at Dramfest, oh. and then big, big feed, sleep on the plane, Swim, sober up, go to the Lord concert. Wow. What a wonderful day. What was the big, big eat? What, what? Oh, I just mouthed fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Duncan are beefing at the moment. Continue. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Hi, Samuel. Hi. People need to know. The, I want to know the nature the, of the The feud. psychodrama. <laughs> the melodrama. Melodrama that's escalating into psychodrama behind the scenes of this pod. Oh, she should have called the next album psychodrama. Yeah. That would have been great. Still can. Copyright this, but I oh, know we can't, can't really, really do, do that, that can, can we? we? Uh, is that it then? Had a lovely, had a lovely weekend. All, all's well. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time at the concert? I had a lovely time at the mm. concert. I had all three of my children there, which I think Aww. is a first. Um, so that was nice. None of you bringing children to my chem, though, are you? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm going to. Okay, good, great. Just making sure we can have good old fashioned adult fun. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Don't know. I think we should do reality check right now. I have four weeks to decide why I'm going to drop my entire I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. (laughs) You just fucked. Reality check. 
Friends and Family Week on Married at First Sight. We're up to week 764 and we're halfway through. Uh, Janelle and Adam have left the experiment. Before then, we just have to talk about and acknowledge the fact that we are living in the greatest ever time. Yeah, we are. And like, we do say this every time. But it gets better, but every, it gets time. better every time. But, but right now, like it, I can't imagine it escalating from here. Like this I, is, I, I was just like shrieking for three hours last night watching this <laughs> television program. It's true. I I'm when you get halfway through the experiment, it's a really really good season. You do already start grieving for what you know can't possibly be this good next season. Mm. Like you already start getting the anxiety. I was in exactly the same that's place to- this week. That's exactly right. And like because Treasure Island was masterful. Beautiful finale. Alex Casey didn't even bother to watch it. I, I skimmed through. <laughs> but this season of maths, there is no, there's not a frame that I'm not enthralled by. Mm. And and the the new draw, like Evelyn, Evelyn, all hail Queen Evelyn, and all hail Rupert's butt. <laughs> Where would we be without Rupert's butt? We we lamented last week about the fact that they don't send cameras out to these uh these these oh social evenings. If a camera had been there, Dan wouldn't have done what he did. But to save the day. But, but to save the day. <laughs> end, of, end of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Truly just a magical week that would have been very, very different were it not for Rupert's bottom. Um but anyway, we go back. We go back to the commitment ceremony. Jan- Janelle and Adam have left. Dan admits he's not sexually attracted to Sandy, which is a shock to us all because Dan's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. Such a nice We've guy. We've never had any reason to doubt Dan. Jesse tries to leave Claire, but Claire wants to say, stay, and it's really awkward and awful, and surely they can't come back from this. Um and my personal favourite moment, Harrison trying to mansplain Bronte's <gasps> Oh, my God. Oh, Harrison is getting buried under Dan, but it's not okay. <laughs> When he sat down, he couldn't even say endometriosis, right? <laughs> he added like X, two extra dodos in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started like fake crying. Fake crying. I just, it's so hard to see her like that. And oh. it's really hard for me yeah. to see her like that. I haven't been going to the gym. <laughs> Extraordinary. Just the way that like Harrison, you know, because you know, he had this pre-marriage persona that literally lasted till the day of his wedding, which is, I fuck. <laughs> that is my whole personality. And now, you know, he, he's been talking about his journey and changing from like, I know that the show has been on for a long time, but it's only two weeks since he was just the worst guy for his whole life. And now suddenly he's like, he's weeping at the thought of, it's, whoa, Harrison, dude. When he sat down and was like, look, I don't want to have to be a spokesperson for endometriosis. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, don't. No, okay. Like, I think no, no one is asking for that. Nobody's asking that. But I loved how the experts, like John was just like, I don't think you're being real with us. Stay or leave. <laughs> yeah. Like he was kind of like creeped out by yeah. it. <laughs> Were we not all? <laughs> but all the thing is like Ollie's face, Leighton's oh. face, I mean, later on, we, we, we're going to get to uh, Jesse's face <laughs> during Jesse. the Dan era. We're just, just like, was that Dali too? Like, what was happening to it? It was so much going on. Imagine, if you will, Al in here during this time. Oh, what would his face be doing? His eyes just, would have fallen just, out. His eyes would have popped out. Like, that, they would have had to rush into hospital. Either that or he wouldn't have really understood what was going on. And, uh, and he would have just time. opened up a yeah. chewy. <laughs> 
Okay. So, I mean, we may as well talk about Harrison and Bronte because um, I'm, I, look. Perplexing cup. I'm just, mm. I'm just really, I'm, I'm not loving Bronte anymore. Like, I was really into her, and now I'm annoyed by the fact that she is so defensive of Harrison's bad behavior. Um, and it's only going to hurt her. Mm. But she seems slightly sort of, you know, she loved the idea of him going and being the spokesman for this woman's, you know, medical issue. Um, she's just lapping it up. She's lapping up all the, the lies, and he's just so, mm. I don't know. It's like the camera's maybe, there, and he's like, darling, can I get you a coffee in the morning? Is this love bombing? Is he doing, like, he's done the gaslighting, he's worn her down, and now he's like... She's got endometriosis. Great. I've got something I can dote upon yeah. for, a, for a time. Absolutely he is. But they meet up with the... Oh, I don't know. They meet up... You, do you think he's genuine? Are you about to do a defense of Harrison? No! Is that, <laughs> what, is that Cody? Cody, Cody, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should do some more high wire acts like that. No. I, I, I think that, like, she finds Harrison ridiculous, but she enjoys being on the television program. Like, I, 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 I truly, like... Given all that they've been through, and what a like, just like he is the worst actress. He is the most <laughs> comprehensively like everything you see is liar. Mm. Like, there's just no way that she is buying it, and, and she seems like detached from it. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I think that she. I think she's fallen for it. I think the way that she defended him when her sister was in town. Kira needs to be subbed into the show. Yeah, so oh, cool, amazing. And what were his friends? <laughs> These two muscly oh, like, blokes in grey tees on either side. So good. These henchmen. I just think that that she. Um, I think she's someone who's been hurt a lot, and she just really wants it to work. And so she she's choosing what to believe, and I think she's choosing to believe that he's redeemed himself. Um, you know, the way that they, they talked about having hot sex at the dinner. Because mm. this is the first time. It Remember, was, the, the sex thing was like a really big deal. There was that yeah. weird encounter at the beginning we never hot got sex. to the bottom of. <laughs> Exclamation mark at the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. I think she wants to be on telly. Yeah. And I she's think so. just sticking it out. I think it's a combination yes. of both. But she can be on the telly without... I don't know. They could, there's not a lot of drama going on between them. If she wanted more airtime, you've got to walk the line between uh, stay, stay, saying but stay, she might I think they've become it. the Cam and Jules. You know, we don't know oh my what God. she thinks So that's, that's Nikki's theory is that, that they think they're the main characters and the stars of the show when actually they're sort of increasingly shunted yeah. to the sidelines. They're kind of unaware of just the absolute like volcanic <laughs> eruptions happening over the other side of the island. But it doesn't stop Harrison chiming in thousands of times at the dinner party, like from way down there. It's like all the cameras, the mics, the lighting is on them, and Harrison's like, but what about smoke and mirrors? And you're like, shut up. She's like, what a terrible take. <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to step in for my friend Dan here. Shut this up. is the point at which every other bloke at the table is being like, I'm stepping away from being friends with Dan. And Harrison's, <laughs> yeah. Harrison's like, I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. <laughs> If anything, he should just be letting Dan take all the heat because it, as much as anyone else is looking like a dickhead, it takes the, the light off, you know, his bad behaviour. There's a chance that we remember this season for Dan, I know. not Shannon. Mm. Like, that's how yeah. good of a job Dan is doing. Oh, my just God. Having this, like, just incredible gravitational pull. I was, in that moment, I was just like, who's Shannon? Like, who, yeah. what are you talking about? Who's Shannon? His partner's 
Not Shannon, Sandy. <laughs> and like Adam Ho at this point. <laughs> Adam yeah. did a, the way that Adam left <laughs> and everyone's just like, see ya. Yeah. Like it's like we haven't even really talked about it. He's, he's just such a creature by the end. But but like so thin, just no, nothing you can it's grab hold there. of with that man. Hey, how many lovely ladies this season though? Oh, oh. I like the it's just how many lovely ladies have been matched with absolute drop kicks this season? It's a classic formula. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I mean, I think we've seen some pretty, um, we have seen some awful behaviour from women before as well. Mm. We're not getting really getting there, aside from uh, a little bit of, of a touch from Taylor. And like everyone versus Claire. But even that, they resolved no, it, you know, Claire's, they got through it. Claire's an absolute normie. Like yeah. she fucked totally. up. But yeah. she's, I, 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 she cannot have proven herself remorseful and committed to this more than she has. This is all true. The thing that's different about this season or feels that in terms of the woman side of it is bar that little isolated incident with where sort of Alyssa and Janelle to some extent uh, explicably were, were going at Claire, the women have hung together and looked out for each other. And like you've seen like Melinda and Evelyn in particular who need like a spinoff show mm. prosecuting something. <laughs> But like that, that that is the the big difference is that there are these bad guys. Just you know, the monster of the week theory was never more true than this week. Uh, at go read Alex's story on that if you haven't already. But that's the thing that's different, and it makes the show both incredibly toxic and horrible. But somehow not quite as bad and and sort of queasy as some other seasons. Mm. Yeah, the women are doing a good job. I think especially we've probably seen a lot more in the past of. Um, of people who have been taken more the sandy approach, like they get shut down and mm. they they don't. You right there? Yeah, it's good foley, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That is water going into a glass. Just to be clear. <laughs> um, you know, we we seeing women who are speaking up on behalf of other women who perhaps that's just not their natural way. Mm. And God, it's, it's such so good. good television. Who do we go to next? Should oh. we get? Should we go sort the wheat from the chaff? Melinda and Leighton. Uh, they've come a long way. They're having a lovely time together. Their families uh, seem to be all on board. They're arranging Christmas, except Melinda did say, do I make you Randy, baby? I wrote that down too. Yeah. But you'd love Epic that, right? misquote. <laughs> it's yeah. not Randy. Well, no, it's it's not. But maybe that's like copyright thing. Maybe you can't <laughs> actually say it. On... Well, you are going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say, it, say it every day. <laughs> no, the only, I mean, that, that was – but, but uh, yeah, well, look, it was it, – it was, it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. The, the only thing is she did say that they were 19, almost 99% good for each other except that they can't talk or so. It was like quite, <laughs> yeah, it was like, like yeah, a bad thing. That seems like quite a big last mile. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Melinda – after – I think it was after Harrison did his performance on the couch. You know, she's just so good at just being like, what were those waterworks? You know, yeah. like she just takes everyone down. Did not know she was going to be like that going in, that nah. she would kind of be the the Tim Canterbury or the Jim Albert of the room, you know, who's like seeing all the chaos and kind of relaying it. Love it. Yeah, I, I am on board with your idea of Melinda and Evelyn having a like a Judge Judy style like love court <laughs> and just being super savage with all the bullshit. Like cut the shit. Just cut, the, cut shit. the shit. I don't want to be that chick. Let's talk about Evelyn and Rupert. Um, I know Evelyn plays a much bigger role in Sandy and Dan's story, but we'll just quickly go through Evelyn and Rupert's story. This is kind of like I just – Evelyn is amazing. Evelyn <laughs> is Lady Duncan. 
The other Duncan. Mm. Yeah, not yeah. me. But, but like, almost beyond. Be- beyond. Yeah, yeah, well, but there's a ceiling on how good a guy can be and right. it's Duncan. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's gone beyond and I'll tell you why. Because I think Duncan's got a lovely wife who he's really into and Evelyn's got Rupert who is a lovely fellow. But is she? <laughs> but he's, he's, not, he's, not, without his, he's no. not without his difficulties and she's just really... Like, she's never said a bad thing. Like, no. she's kind of been frustrated that he's not wanting to be more intimate with her and more open and more vulnerable. But she hasn't taken him down in any of the ways that might otherwise seem obvious. Mm. Like, imagine Taylor, like, <sighs> with Rupert. Just He'd just shocking. be destroyed. Just and I love how it's like even the experts are having more fun with them when they were on the couch and they were like, look at your body language, Rupert. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then just kind of like slapped her on the thigh. And then John was like, mm, no, that doesn't look right either. <laughs> and they're all just kind of laughing. Like, he's oh. an interesting character. But she's in it. But I'm sure she's enjoying her time on the telly as well. But mm. it doesn't feel like the same energy of I'm faking it. It's like she no. really just is like, I'm going to give this a shot and I'm going to try and work on this fellow and, uh, and see where we end up. But did you know she was on Big Brother? 2018. No. Oh, because she's poised. Yeah, so she's clearly, she's got she's got a camera time, of course, as a model as well, but she had a big, like, anime, big blue tattoo sleeve when she was on Big Brother. She looked quite different. I'd look it up if I were you. And it's, it's gone. She lays it that away. To or... my eyes, it's gone. Wow. <laughs> I like the way she looks at Rupert so much. It, it, it's like she's got this kind of sort of scientist looking at a rare specimen, just this <laughs> kind of quizzical, like, what is this? This is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And Rupert's just sitting there like, I think I done toilet in my pants. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Real amazing faces between the two of them. When he was like, when um, she was going through all the ways that Rupert wakes yes. her up in the morning, <laughs> her flashlight in her eyes or a scalding hot coffee in the hand, it's just like, is he an alien? Like, is there actually a chance that we've got our first alien group? I reckon it could be three children in like Rupert's suit. <laughs> Like, there's something fucking so childlike about his crazy his face, this kind of blank. Ah. Of course, they have to catch up on lost time and they're doing intimacy week and eat, like all, all at once and they have a melty hug. Um, and she's like, Well, what's your favorite hug position? He's like, Adult hug. Yeah. And she's just like, What do you mean? He's like, Oh, sex. <laughs> but also, it clearly isn't because he hasn't been like. Going no, in for the kill. I think that's, he makes like a lot of sex jokes. Yeah. The most sexless man I think, that, I think that's his way of trying to be confident. Like, yeah, yeah I'll be forward, I'll make some sex jokes. And um, then he did, like, he tried to, like, neg her after the melty hug, being like, did you put deodorant on this morning? <laughs> it's like, Rupert. Come on, <laughs> But even then, she's just like, oh, God, okay, we have to work on this. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah. she doesn't get pissed with him. It's amazing. She's, just, she's incredible. She is incredible. Oh. I think she's my favourite. Person, and she's Ever. only been yeah. here for two weeks. Yeah. It's wild. It's like the if you were ranking humans, she's got a real good, strong shot at being number one. Yeah, mm. out of eight billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah she really does. <laughs> Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the U.S. market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Uh, Cameron and Lindell, it's been a bit bumpy. It's been a bit bumpy. He didn't want to hug her when she wanted a hug and mum was on the FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so frosty, right? I, I feel like I want to watch that exchange because I, I, I can kind of see both sides of it. Um, but it all blew up in the commitment ceremony and then he got her some lovely big flowers, which is nice. Um, but then the, the mothers turn up. Mother mother of the week. <laughs> wow. His mum. His mum. Oh, she was like auntie from the word go. Lyndall's mum, by the way, very stylish, very cool. Really yeah. And she came in wanting to apologize for hurting Cam's feeling, but the Cam's mom's just yuck. She just like she, walks in and like hates the needs to be She <laughs> loves the beers though. I know she was absolutely <laughs> smashing passe. Um and then Cam says to Lyndall, his mum reckons that wanting affection her wanting affection is a sign of insecurity. Oh, and that's one that you might want to keep to yourself. Yeah. Leave that yeah, one on the balcony. Really? Yeah. Balcony time. Balcony <laughs> time. <laughs> and it's like it's just there's a reason you've been single so long. Like, I feel like mum is just like, I do not want there to be a second most important woman in your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's oh, just mum chase was, them away. They made it clear that mum was coming in on the defence because Cam had shared about the exchange with Lyndall's mum. So there was the tension of the two mums in the room. But she did nothing to be, like, supportive of him being in the experiment or setting him up for any sort of success with Lyndall. And it's like she walked in and basically was like, you, this is not you. <laughs> She was like, a bed, yeah. You like to sleep on the beach. <laughs> like, you know, the whole thing was just, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> even when poor Lyndall's mum, like, did a proper apology in person. Lovely apology. And the other mum was just like, <laughs> not back a crying. and was like, yeah, but you can't take words back. <laughs> and it's like, also, what you're taught, the crime is not that bad. No. You know, she just was like, maybe give your wife a hug when she's upset you've been together for a yeah, month. It's totally. not the craziest suggestion. Uh, do you know, I'm coming to realise Cam is not ready to be married, and his no. mum is not ready for him to be married. But Cam's actually doing spectacularly well. When you look at the source code, yeah, the, <laughs> fact, the fact of him just being able to walk around and not just like immediately just blow up whatever situation he's in is just an extraordinary triumph of the human spirit. But they've mm. got to stop putting people on this show who have literally never dated before and taking them straight to marriage. I don't know. I, I feel mean, it's like good Cam, for the telly. Cam's actually done fine. He's done fine, but I, I, I can't. I'd be very surprised. At the beginning, I was like, these guys are going all the way to, mm. their, you know, they're going to be in the notebook. But I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like I'd be very surprised if this works out between them post-show. Mm. It's another woman teaching a man how to be in a relationship. Yeah. You can feel as well, it's like that little aside that she said at the end of the fight where she's like, well, I believe my mum because my mum's a good person. Oh, yeah. that, was like, like, that was a bit yeah. barbed. That was quite <laughs> that, that, that was That was yeah. quite rough. But then I, I well, to, to, to Ken's credit, like the fact that he did, that wasn't the end. Because yes. with, with the super controlling mum, 
and the sort of fierce loyalty he feels. That I was like, oh, this is done. That's just this is mm. finished. Now. Let's leave, leave. But do you not also think? Oh, wait till mum sees this on the telly. This is going to be, if they're still together at the end of this, she's going to try very hard for that not to be the case after she's witnessed this in the playback. Oh, my God, do not go north, eh? Have you seen Wolf Creek? Like, that's that's (laughs) what's coming to you, young Lyndall. Um, But they do do good conflict resolution, these two, so there is is some semblance of hope. Speaking of conflict resolution, Jessie and Claire. Oh, my God. What a turnaround. I feel like I'm in love with Jessie now. Is that normal? Um, I also am. Like, how (laughs) is this his arc from the beginning when we all hated him? Incredible. I don't even believe it's the same person. And and just seeing him like a baby born going... You know, just sort of unsteady legs going out into the world. <laughs> but also Claire trying so hard so to hard. the point where it was like actually quite funny. Like when they went to the guitar shop, she's like, turn it up. And I was like, you just stop trying to be like cool. I know. She's like, I also, love this song. Terrible music. I mean, like he's always very good at guitar, but geez, it sounded bad. It's very, it's a very authentic effort from her, which yes. I think is, you know, it's just so in contrast to almost every other kind of person trying to make things right that we've seen on this show. He starts the week wearing a Satan t-shirt. And then he ends it by popping a wee crystal from her and saying it's special and popping it under his pillow. Sweet How man. did this happen in just one week? I think we all have Claire's lovely dad to thank for this. Oh my God. He came in and what did could a he not when to get this he man could be in the love to a court. conflict zone right now. He could right be in now. the court with... Um, he could be like the mediator yeah. with, uh, what's her name? With Melinda and Evelyn. Because there's also this constant reference to like, he's broken some hearts and has had his heart broken. He's lived a thousand lives. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need to know Biopic. about Because <laughs> <laughs> the great thing here, of course, is that he says to her, I'm disappointed. Like your behavior, he doesn't excuse her behavior, but he says, I think, you know, there's a base that you can come back from here. If you're both, I can't make you and I can't tell you what to do, but if you're willing to try, there is hope. And he just handled it the right way. He didn't just sort of, Downplay what she did. Um, it was the appropriate gravitas given. But the to confidence to like oh. grab the chap hand so and the, that's not you. Like that's what he needs to hear mm. is this is aberrant. This yeah. isn't form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was funny when he was holding, they were all holding hands and he was like, this is real. This is real. I was like, this is maybe the least real thing <laughs> <laughs> you can do <laughs> as a person. <laughs> Uh, they also played some squash, which is interesting because I've been thinking about squash a lot more lately since um, spending time with the four-time world squash champion, Dame Susan oh, Boy. And I just think the squash court looks really, like, stuffy and gross. I definitely had a realisation where I was watching that and I was like, I know nothing about squash. you got to get it off the top of the line, don't you? It's like a pretend Between net. the lines, I think. Between the lines. So you just play yourself. Or you play someone else against a wall. Yeah. That's mental. Well, you Maybe we should get into it. Bray and Jack Tamer, that, that's how their romance began. Wow. So, you know. Were they both starting from nothing? Like No, this, I this thought, I think, okay. well, I tried, I don't know. I should have asked them about that on the Fold podcast. You should have. You're really missing the mark there, the, the, the brief of, of your podcast remit there. So, um, okay, Tani and Ollie, lovely, lovely chap and chappy. having a, a lovely time together. Can Nary I just and... say, when Ollie did the mafia voice, oh, yeah. oh. How, how did he make that call? But he did. Because he's a voiceover artist. <laughs> he it's, does it for a crass. It's his job. The big question I have with those two this week is they've adopted 13 fish. 14, was it? From was it? Janelle and Adam. I know. So 
How did those two come into having 14, 13 fish? Look, it was a different time. It was before we we knew that Adam was a dick and they uh, obviously went fish shopping at some point. What sort of freedoms do they have to just like pop out to you a pet just shop? You can go out and buy fish when you're on mass. Well, bloody if you're Dan, you can go to, you can, you're doing an <laughs> ultra marathon every day. I just have to wonder like, were they prizes? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Is that what he's giving yeah. away? Those, those fish are on the block too. <laughs> Who haven't we covered? Taylor and Hugo. Um, they oh. moved in, move in together. Oh, my gosh. He wants, he says it would be really nice if I could have some time in a bed. Uh, she says, no, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I really don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to take those into account, actually. She's nothing if not honest. Um, they do the photo ranking and... She at first doesn't see his picture on the table, much like how she forgot his name at the ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) She's got like this like auto-delete from her field of vision. She's asked if she finds any part of him attractive and she ums and ahs for about 24 minutes and then says, yes, his height. So, tick. And before this, there was that beautiful scene because I feel like it's material feeding into this was when they were dividing up the wardrobe and she gave him like the internet cupboard for his clothes. She did put him first in the photo challenge. Like she, of course it is. (laughs) But she heard us because we said it doesn't really matter. Even if you don't find your person attractive at all, still put them first. Just do Mm. that to save the fight. But there's limits, right? Like I think that that's true if you've got a good relationship or even a mediocre relationship. But when you've spent the whole time saying you're disgusting, like I feel nauseous when I even sense that you're within 30 metres of me. You can't put them first. Like you lose that right. He suggests it's a pity throwdown. It 100% is. But even if it is, I still think there's something in her that knows this is the right thing I should try to do Mm. Um, because I was wondering if that existed in her at all. Um, He puts her second last. Which I also don't like. I don't like the spiteful placement either. It's not within the scope of this particular no. experiment. It's the hot or not challenge. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> it is the hot or not challenge. But, okay, that's so rude to lovely Sandy that, like, you've got, like, literal Satan. You're trying to take into account <laughs> literal Satan's, like, whole vibe and behaviour towards you, but still ahead of one. But, like, mm. like the difference between second to last and last is not material at this point. And also, how much, much was he influenced by his night out with Dan? When he was doing that photo placement and putting Sandy down the end there. Mm. I don't know which which took place first, but just put in it out there. The thing that's like really awful about this is that she has spent the whole time just being like, like just completely psychologically destructive to him. But you also knew that with that one thing that she could then tell everyone that that was going to be enough for her to basically be able to play victim mm-hmm. from from here on out. And then obviously there was there was more to come courtesy of a certain but <laughs> it was amazing how she like genuinely seemed unwell after that photo challenge. Like <laughs> yes. she had a toothache, but she like looked like she was dying yeah. on the bed. She was like, I just can't believe you'd do this to me. <laughs> and she was green. Well this is not someone who's ever used to being told the bottom of the pile in attractiveness. True. And it probably was a huge shock to the system. She sees things very much in black and white. Well, she doesn't see things at all when no, she's chatting to Because she's wearing an yeah. eye mask. And I can't even look at you. Yeah. And Hugo said, another day of her acting like someone's pissed in her cornflakes. It's such a good saying. <laughs> really good. Say. I just love, like, when she's like, she talked about um, 
Cam being funny as well, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder what it's like to be funny." It's like that's my whole fucking thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I do one liner. That's <laughs> what I do. And funny. <laughs> uh, so there's a big blow up at the cocktail party because of the butt doll situation. Apparently, Hugo said he couldn't stand Taylor, and it is rumored that he called her a see you next Tuesday. He denies it, but he does admit that he he did say he couldn't stand her, and perhaps could have been matched with literally anyone else, and it would have been better. Him in the in the moments there. That was really quite something. He was completely like, there was a moment where I think he pulled somebody aside and was like, is this real? He was like, is this actually happening? Is this real? He was like having a psychic break. Or maybe like to the point where you think you're in like living the dream and you are in a show that has been entirely engineered around you as the normal person. Like, I yeah. think that's within Hugo's. Yeah. That's within that's what's happened to Hugo. That's a fair question yeah. for Hugo based on, like, you're there with human Barbie who is just doing torture chamber <laughs> stuff on you and then somehow has the moral high ground. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is – it's. I don't know if everyone else in the experiment understands the way that she's been treating him. No. Nah. Mm. Because if you were to just base it on what we hear delivered – on the couch and in, at the dinner parties, there's no reason for them to believe she's been as atrocious as she actually has been. And yet now she's got this just unfortunate, you know, this is the side, the unfortunate side of the butt dial where it feels like someone who really had a real reason to kind of be needed, upset needed 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 event. Event, mm. was exposed and then there's Dan. Bad butt. Mm. At least with Hugo, you kind of felt like the rest of the group were like, Hugo, what got you to that point yeah. where you were that angry? Like, yeah. you know, trying to get it, but she would just cut him off. Yeah. She's like, you don't get to talk. And it's like, whoa. Well, and and, and when they see that, there's like definitely like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds bad what Hugo did, but also, whoa. Yeah. And uh, Taylor says, she's like, I've had your back the entire time. Oh, experiment. no, what is she talking about? It's just I've like had your a, back on a squab <laughs> next to the window. And she's and she's twisting the kind of the bed thing, like the sleeping arrangements. She's like, yeah, okay, we've got heads on the sleeping arrangements, but I don't feel ready. It's like, no, no, you say he doesn't deserve <laughs> yeah. a bed. Yeah. You know, it's not about, you know, that he wants to sleep with you because he wants to get it on. He just is like, my back's killing me. I'd love to have an afternoon nap on the bed. Don't go near my bed. <laughs> You worthless piece of not what I asked for, yeah. you know? And, it's yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful that she's going to get pulled up in the um, commitment ceremony because it does look like the expert's going to take her to task. But that uh, Hugo also, a little bit, like, blindsided, obviously, and then tried to, I don't know, like, just gather his thoughts. Then he, um, clear at the table when talking to Dan explained how he should apologise, mm. how he should ha- handle this situation. Hugo immediately takes that advice on board for himself and does the right thing, apologises, owns his bad behaviour, and I'm like, well done. Mm. Well done, mm. good sir. That's going to work well for you. Sandy That's and gross. Dan. Oh, oh, my God. We don't have a lot of time here, guys. We don't. Okay. The man needs seven hours a day to go running, hiking, swimming, Kayaking, and he's got no time for his wife. That's what that's the that was the big day revelation. Sparring? At the start. Day oh, sorry, the day spa. <laughs> that's what we never knew this about Dan up until no. this week, right? We didn't know that he was just leaving for seven hours a day and not texting and not and then and seemingly locking Sandy in the room and then accusing her of just watching TV all day. <laughs> I know, but no, he's not curious about what she actually does. No, but he's just got this vibe. It vibes like that. The other um, <laughs> thing that that was wild about him 
I mean, like when she, I mean, she's so articulate. We've had so many incredibly articulate women scorned on the show, from Caitlin and to, to to Sandy. But when she was sort of saying, "Me time," like we're doing separate things, mm. and I might like to do my emails or whatever, and and you, you know, need to do. It. And he's like, "No, when we do our me time, it must be the exact same thing." I like to get into the ocean. He, she, he, who was the, the the couple with the like? I'm ten foot tall when I stand on my wallet. Dion, Dion, Dion and because it's a, it's a really similar dynamic. It's like he doesn't like to have breakfast. Yeah, 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 t- yeah. totally. I like to listen to hip hop music. He likes to, it's it's this very kind of like. Critique that is a not particularly well veiled uh, you know, reference to, to something else, but um, just just a horrible man. And he was just doubling down and down and down before we even got to the the butt dial revelation. They kept having these fights round and round in circles mm. about this incompatibility, this me time, blah blah blah. I mean, and he went on this insane monologue and ending with "I'm in beast mode," and I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, literally, <laughs> it's like who he's like are this you? elite athlete. <laughs> yeah. I do agree that they're incompatible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice lady, horrible man. You know, yeah, that's yeah. an incompatibility <laughs> right there. I do understand if someone's very active and someone is not, that that can be something that can be tricky. But, well, I don't think but, so. but not like relationship breaking. It's just something that, you know, they have their me time to do their respective me things. Then they come together and do the things they do enjoy doing together, whether it be watching a movie, going out for dinner, whatever obviously not swimming in the ocean, she's got a fucking medical condition that prevents her from being able to do that. And this is suddenly mm. his make or break. But he's a merman, so it's like, true. he really needs that time. What you say is 100% on the button, Duncan. Correct assessment. He's just using that. He's using the C as mm. an excuse because he just is not attracted to her, doesn't like her, thinks he's better than her. And he's stated all this in the infamous butt dial call. Incredible. When Look Evelyn, at these hot tricks! I've yeah, it's yeah. like Jesus Christ, you this child. This is also why it was so poetic that it was Evelyn that heard this because Evelyn is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Mm. She is probably the exact type of woman that Dan thinks he deserves, mm. you know. Mm. And so for her to just dismantle him in front of everybody and then pull him aside and dismantle him again, yeah, perfect television. Do you? Also, I mean, has he seen his wife? Sandy is a raging fucking babe. She's like, a... what is wrong with him? It's well, just so wild. so much. I thought one of the like an underrated moment of just <laughs> just mind blowing television was the was the family and friends thing oh. where he brings his mate Georgia along. G, hey G, so we go have a chat outside on the deck, and she basically just praises him as Jesus too even better and and she's like, and he just like he's like yeah you're so right you're so right. I'm just the best guy and then it's like <laughs> the relationship and basically says I want to be in a relationship with you my mate who says I'm awesome yeah and yeah. not my wife and it's just like this whole thing is so foul it's it's awful and I feel for Sandy in so many ways because let's not forget what she has actually mm. sacrificed to be here. She has sacrificed her relationship with her parents. This is like the ultimate thing that she didn't want to happen. And it's happened in such a spectacularly awful way. And then at the dinner party, he then exposes that they'd had sex as well. Which oh, the way he God. delivered the that. Way he said that. Oh. And I know that some could argue that in an experiment like this, this is something that does come up. But it's for the experts or for her to talk about because this is a cultural sensitivity for her. It's different mm. than someone who's just like, you know, like old mate, what's his name? 
Josh, who just didn't really like talking about sex so much. Mm. Yeah. It does feel a bit different to that because there's a yeah. whole nother layer. And given what she's been through with her parents that he knows about, and he knows about the cultural sensitivity around this, it's super fucking nice. It, it was crazy watching him just go through his like roller decks of things he could possibly yep. do to deflect. Like, first he just said no, no, no. Then he tried to turn it around on Evelyn and say that the butt dial didn't did not happen, happen and the conversation didn't happen. I did feel slightly disappointed that not more of the boys came in to corroborate, like, what was going on. Yeah, even Duncan, his sort of thing was a bit weak. Like, yeah, things could have been said in a slightly better way, but maybe. But that's really Duncan. He's a, but you're, you're right in terms of, like, Evelyn shows you that there is a there is air above Duncan in terms of the, just the, character, the mm. high character and just the whip-smart intelligence of her. And the way she just eats as she's talking to him. Like, you yeah. know, we see people get fired up, like, because someone at the other end is gaslighting them, telling them that call didn't happen, you're lying. And she's like, it did happen. Yeah. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, come on, tell us what you said. Like, it Amazing. just, she's just got this incredible ear about her. Dan takes Sandy aside, tries to talk to her, basically pulls his shit out, his Rolodex, and mm. then she falls for it, seemingly. Yeah. Then Evelyn has a talk to him, and... She's not buying that shit. But it comes back, it all comes back up at the table, and Sandy gets fired up again, as she should. So it's like he knows that he's got this over her, that he has this kind of arsenal of, of, you know, terms and phrases and things that he can use on Sandy and say the right things. But she's got enough seed of doubt now that when other people are in the room and can kind of affirm what she's worried about, then. You know, and so I'm hoping again at the commitment ceremony that she's had a few conversations with her girlfriends and that John and Mel and Alessandra can steer her in the leave direction. Mm. And take Dan to task. I did love the phrase when he was just like, he's like, I'm into Sandy. I love Sandy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you love Sandy? He's like, well, no, but I love her. I didn't <laughs> slander Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate sign of love. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, have we missed anyone? Is it everyone? It's everyone on my list. I think it's everybody. If we've missed anyone, oh, I mean, Alyssa and Duncan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> Fine, happy, all good. Um, the only thing about Alyssa and Duncan I'm slightly worried about is when Alyssa's mum came and was like, I just wonder why he's still single. And I'm just hoping, because we've had Monsters of the Week every mm. week, I'm just hoping that that is not a, a foreshadowing of some sort. Yeah. The, the, there's. I mean, it's the question we all, we all ask is like, how is this... <laughs> <laughs> Top ranked <laughs> man, somehow yeah. who who just seemed he he there there is no you can't find a thing to grab hold of and no. say this could be the like, and with Dan mm. you're right I mean that just just to you, you made this point when we were in the kitchen beforehand where like Dan's whole face changed yeah like it's real like I almost don't feel like I can recognize the relaxed benevolent soul who came in versus this eye twitching like furious, like pinned, just the whole thing. And when we think back to his wedding ceremony and his friends who were racist, that I think we let them off too easy. Mm. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like we we didn't like it when they said it. They made a turnaround and we kind of went, okay, well, maybe that's not representative of him. Mm. I feel like it's representative of him. You know, I feel like there's, you, you know, the company you keep says a lot about you, mm. and if that's the sort of messaging he's getting in his ears, mm. more yuck upon yuck upon yuck. I really hope he goes home this week. I really I do. Hope so too. That's us. I want a new groom for Sandy, though. Maybe she gets to go with Caitlin, and they can 
have their redemption season, you know? Maybe they can go to the court of love. Yeah. The idea of a, I mean, this is season 10, right? Like the idea of a sort of maths all-stars redemption season doesn't seem crazy out of, if, if there are people who are single and got a real tough suck of the sand. The problem with that is the nice people all getting together and having nice relationships. Not oh, man, what a good telly. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you throw true. a few firecrackers in there. NASA. Captain Underpants. Dan's kind of got the NASA in it because NASA was like a he like everything was fine until it wasn't like just one week suddenly out of nowhere he was a jerk and it's and that was his the real him you know yeah um and by jerk that's not an award NASA if you're listening it's <laughs> not a good thing this is like calling right now to accept it. <laughs> okay thank you everybody for listening thank you to the cornies thank you to the spin-off members if you want to become a spin-off member you should yeah just do it it's a great time we're writing postcards at the moment and you could get one you could you also could get your video message from your Team Jane thing, which is still, it's, I've put it in the no. diary for tomorrow. I have put it, I'm just, it's the real pod way. I've put it in the diary for tomorrow. I've booked the studio to record them in here. It's going to happen, I promise you. Thank you, Samuel, for recording. And um, we'll catch you guys next week. Find out who the new monster of the week is. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.